today. It's coming from First John, John, sorry, the Gospel of John, first chapter. Man, the Gospel of John, first chapter. Verses one through five. Verses one through five. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. And the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through Him. And apart from Him, nothing came into being that has come into being. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness. And the darkness did not comprehend it. Amen. You may be seated. Christmas time. Christmas time. It's filled with songs and laughter and cheer and just good time. I want to thank the storm that brought the snow. Thanks to the string of lights that made it glow. But I want to thank you, baby. You make it feel like Christmas. It barely took a breath to realize we're going to be a classic for all time. I want to thank you, baby. You make it feel like Christmas. Blake Shelton. <laughs> and Gwen Stefani. I don't need to hang my stocking there on the fireplace. Santa Claus won't make me happy with a toy on Christmas Day. I just want you for my own. More than you could ever know. Make my dreams come true. All I want for Christmas is you. Yes, sir. All right. All right, care. The, the best-selling Christmas song ever. Number one on the Christmas list of songs. Not, not Joy to the World. Not the first Noel. Not Handel's Messiah. But all I want for Christmas is you. All I want for Christmas is you. Christmas has been hijacked. It's been hijacked, and, and this season, what happened to it is, is almost like criminal, right? If you look at all the commercials for toys, the toys from all ages, from race cars to dolls, all the way to kitchen appliances, you know, it's just commercial after commercial after commercial. Then there's the hot selling uh, PS5. Yeah. Right? PlayStation 5, I mean, 
it even interrupts my news, my news from Lester Holt. He had to talk about the PS5. Amen. <laughs> then the car companies have jumped on the Now you can get a, a car for him and her with a big bow on it on Christmas Day. Like you got that kind of money. Right? And then I can flip the channels to the food shows. The food shows, now they will show you how to make what's in your punch bowl strong enough to knock out a horse. Christmas has been hijacked. Right? It's been hijacked. It's, it's, it's kind of crazy. And, and we probably would say that the culprit is big business. But if it is, then here's the thing. It's had a lot of help from Christians. Right? Had a lot of help from, from Christians. Because, see, Christmas has become like well wishes and, and sentimental expressions in the church. And that's probably about as far as it goes. But in today's text, John 1, 1 through 5, it's not a gentle reminder that we need to keep the main thing, the main thing. John puts it right in our face, that God has revealed himself through Jesus Christ. Therefore, you will either reject him or you will receive him. And that's an undeniable fact. God has revealed himself through Jesus Christ. Therefore, you will either reject him or you will receive. That is an undeniable fact. McKinnery, or McKinnery, I think his name is that way. He states this. He says that a fact, a fact, a fact is something that's either made or done. It's either made or done. So, so a fact, he says, is either a thing, that's an actual thing that exists, an, an entity, an animal, a, a vegetable, a mineral, right? A thing. But then there's another type of fact as well. And this fact is called events. And events are made up of things. That's what events are. Like if you say, for example, the president's inauguration. Well, there are several things that come together to make that event up. And things and events are outside of you. And I'm, okay, I'm getting somewhere with this. Things and events are outside of you. Outside of you means that they are objective facts. Facts that are objective. But then there are also things called subjective facts. As I told you all before, a subjective fact is something that you experience. No one else can experience it, but you can experience it, and you can testify to it happening. For example, if you say, I have a headache, 
No one else is experiencing that, per se, that headache that you have. And we have to rely on you to report that that is really a headache that's going on. So that's subjective. Objective are things and events, but subjective is things such as like in heaven. But here's where it gets twisted. Here's where things get twisted. We try to make something that is objective strictly subjective. We try to make something that is objective strictly subjective. Like truth. Truth. We try to make something objective, strictly subjective. See, America has now come to this point where everybody has their own truth. Everyone has their own truth. And if everyone has their own truth, all of a sudden that becomes kind of problems. Right? Where's, where's the commonality? Where, where, where can we share common ground to come together and, and be able to, to, to communicate ideas? Let me give you another example to help you along. Let me use something to place it in a thought in your mind. I'm going to describe something, and, and a thought will come to your mind. Here it goes. It's furry. It can, it can like clean itself with its own tongue. It has four legs, and it says meow. You're right. It's a volleyball. <laughs> it's a volleyball. See how things get twisted? <laughs> things get twisted because first you have to start with the thing, right? Then comes the idea of the thing. I just put that idea in your head because you had a thing in mind. It starts with the thing, then it moves to the idea. And guess what you have to have after that? You have to have a word to describe that idea, to describe that thing. And of course you got to say something about the thing. We don't communicate by going around just saying one word. Cat, cheese, flower. We don't communicate like that. We communicate in statements, right? We say something about some things, right? So, so it's the thing then it's the idea, and then it's the word. All of these things have to come together. What am I getting to? What am I trying to get to? Well, John is getting to this exact thing that I'm talking about. He's saying that in order to express Jesus and God, co God coherently, you've got to have it all together. The thing, the idea, the word. And he comes and he says it as clearly as possible. He says, in the beginning. In the beginning. See, Christmas is a celebration of the moment in time when God, who created us, came down 
to us to save us. See, that's what Christmas is about. Christmas is about God coming down, right? Coming down from heaven. God, who created us, he came down to us to save us. It's not all I want for Christmas is you. <laughs> and John says that I don't want you all going around like a bunch of valley girls chewing gum trying to explain God to people. He's like, 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 like. He said, I don't want you to go around trying to explain who God is like that. As if you don't know who you're talking about. He's like, well, he's like, 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 or like Beavis in his part. <laughs> he doesn't want you going around like that. He wants you to be able to express clearly who God is. See, God is more than a thing. He's more than something, right? And our ideal of him is important. And the words we express him with, they're important as well. Because we're going to have to make statements of life or death. So we've got to have it together. Right? In the beginning was the word. In the beginning was the word. You notice that John did not start his gospel off with, with the whole list of names, who begot who, who begot who, just like Matthew and Luke, and they, they just went and said, you know, uh, Matthias begot whoever, and, and Prozac begot, you know, whoever, you know, all those names that you can't even say. He did not go that route. He started with this, in the beginning. Just like Genesis. In the beginning. Because he wanted to point you back to eternity past. Before anything existed, he was. Before anything existed, he was. Philosophers call him the uncaused cause. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He caused, but he's uncaused himself. Because everything existed, everything begins with him. So in the beginning, in eternity past, before anything was created, he was there. Mm -hmm. And it's saying Jesus was there. Because he is saying that Jesus is the word. And he had to use this word, word, to get everybody's attention. See, the Greeks had a, a, an ideal as to what the word represented, which was reasoning and thought. But also, the Jewish folks had, they had an ideal as well. They said that God, God created things by his word, through his word. So 
when John came and opened his uh, gospel up with in the beginning and used the word word to describe Christ, it got both sides attention. Hmm. It's got it's got it's got uh, a, a ring to it, and everybody said, "Ah, I can relate to the word." So, what are you saying about the word? He says, "Well, he existed long ago, before the world was formed. He was there." And then he goes on and he emphasizes it in, in, in verse 2. He was in the beginning with God. He was in the beginning with God. He was there. He was there. Goes on to say in verse 3, All things came into being through him. All things came into being through him. Him. What is that pointing to? Well, that's pointing to the fact that not only was he there, but he created. He created it. Amen. He is our creator. Colossians 1 and 16 says this, For by him all things were created, both in the heavens and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. 1 Corinthians 8 and 6 says, Yet for us there is but one God, the Father, from whom are all things and we exist for him. And one Lord, Jesus Christ, by whom are all things and we exists through him. He is our creator. He is the creator. And John is explaining that God, Jesus, came down to his creation to reveal himself to us that he might save us from his wrath. Do you hear that? Mm -hmm. That God Jesus came down to his creation to reveal himself to us that he might save us from his wrath. That's what Christmas is all about. But, but, but let me give you an, an illustration that the uh, Sunday school writers gave. And it's a great illustration. God, Jesus, who came down to his creation he came down to what he created. Came down to what he created. To, to save us. And, and he said it's like this. It's like a painter. Can a painter jump into his own picture? Can, can someone who writes a song, can they suddenly become a note in that song? Mm -hmm. And they jump on the page and boom, become a note within the song. See, Jesus did something that is mind-blowing. Yes, yes. He created the world and then he came down to his creation. 
He came down to his creation to save us. To save us. Goes into verse 4 and, and he emphasizes a point even further. In him was life and the life was the light of men. John is telling us that we owe our very existence to him. We owe our very existence to him. Without him, there would be no us. We owe our existence to him. See, these words that you see on pages and the word that you see in verse 4, they say life and light. These are some heavy words. Life and light. See, life points to the fact that he gave you physical life. Without him, you would not have physical life. Light points to the fact that when you are transformed and you accept his truth, then all of a sudden what's revealed to you is a spiritual life. What's given to you is a spiritual life because now he's being revealed to you in a way in which you would have never experienced unless he came down and show you who he was. So, not only physical life, but spiritual life as well. John is saying we owe it all to him. We owe it all to him. It's not make my dreams come true, baby. All I want for Christmas is you. No. No. God came down. God came down. And he, he, he literally came down to his creation. And the whole purpose was to save us. To save us. That's what Christmas is about. And lastly, he goes on to say in verse 5, The light shines in the darkness. And the darkness did not comprehend it. This word comprehend, it has two, two type of meanings to it. Comprehend could either mean understanding or it could mean overcome. And John purposely used this word because what he's saying is that darkness cannot understand salvation. Mm. It can't understand. Darkness cannot understand, can't comprehend salvation. Who would come down to his own creation and then die like he did? Who would do that? I mean, and then he died like, like the worst form of death. Who would do that? I mean, if he was God, couldn't he just save us by snapping his finger and then poof, we're all in heaven? Wouldn't it be an easier route just to, just to do that? Just to say hocus pocus and poof, we're all in heaven rejoicing? He didn't have to come down to do that, did he? But he did. But he did. Because see, if he wouldn't change us from within, we would not even appreciate heaven. 
We couldn't appreciate heaven unless he came down and he worked some work from within, a miracle within. And now all of a sudden we can see how glorious heaven is. But without that transformation, we would do this to heaven. Don't need it. Don't need it. But he came down and he transformed us. So that so so darkness points to the fact that we can't understand it. But darkness also points to the fact that they try to overcome it. They try to kill it. Darkness has tried to stomp it out, get rid of it, hide it, kill it, destroy it as well. And that's exactly what darkness tried to do. On that cross, see, the enemy said, I think I got it. They got one. Right? I think I won. It's just like in the, in the Chronicles of Narnia, the, the, the queen said, the lion is dead. Yeah, let's, let's rejoice. Come on, it's my world now. And then all of a sudden, the lion rose. <laughs> and the queen was in trouble. And all of a sudden, Satan thought he had the victory, but Jesus rose from the grave. Said, who would have thought God would have done it that way? But he did. Amen? Darkness could never overcome it, even though it never understood And that's what Christmas is all about. Once again, John did not, he, he didn't hide it. He said, let's keep the main thing, the main thing. God came down and he revealed himself to us to save us. And in and, and, and the other verses that follow all the way down to verse 14, he culminates to ver verse 14, but the verses in between, it tells you that although he revealed himself, there are two roads. Either you're going to reject him or you're going to receive him. That's what the other verses tell you plainly. Some rejected him, others received him. But if you're rejecting, you still can't deny the fact of verse 14. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we saw his glory. Glory as of the only begotten from the Father. Full of grace and truth. There are facts you cannot deny. There are facts you can't deny. You may go around saying that you got your own truth. But this is truth. <laughs> this is truth. See, and, and, and what's crazy is that if you... Don't respect facts. It can hurt. For example, if if you say, ah, well, grab it. Please. Please. 
<laughs> See, in, in my truth, the law of gravity operates by if we go on the top of this church, then I step off of it, then I actually go sideways. <laughs> That's my truth. So I, I go and then, then I float. So really it's the law of float, not gravity. Then I say to you, go up there. <laughs> And because I love you, I'm going to get a big pillow so that when you fall. <laughs> because you cannot deny the fact that the law of gravity is there. You understand? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And here is another truth that you cannot deny. He is Lord. He's Lord. He's Lord. And he says, in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. Meaning that he had his own distinct personhood. Right? And the Word was God. He's no less God than God. He is God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him and apart from him. Nothing came into being that has come into being. Meaning that not only do you uh, uh, owe your existence to him, but you owe every day to him. Yes, Lord. You, ex you, you owe your existing to him as well. Not only did he create you, but he sustains you as well. Right? He goes on to say, in him was life. And the life was the life of men. Meaning that life that you have that's physical, the whole point is to make it spiritual. To come on over to this spiritual awakening because that's what he has come down to do. To have a relationship with don't take advantage of your physical life as if you gave it to yourself. No. You owe that to him. But he is saying, come and have this abundant life that I've come to give to you. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it. See, it's saying that if you've got some mixed up thoughts about what's going on, maybe you are dwelling in darkness. And we are praying that you will understand and it's revealed to you who he really is. Christmas. It's not about a bunch of songs with baby on the punchline. <laughs> It's not. It's about Jesus. God revealing himself. And he reveals himself to us by coming down. Jesus. God, Emmanuel, God with us, came down. 
And he came down and he lived among us. And then he died. And it was all for us. Hmm. And it didn't stop there because Easter tells us that he So, don't get it twisted. It's not about your PS5. And on Christmas Day, when you rushed out and you didn't get the toy that you wanted, and then you're pouting all day. No, it's not about that. It's more than that. It's more than calling your buddies up and say, hey, what did you get? You got what? You got the PS5. Man, that's so yesterday. I got, the, I got the PS20. See, see, you got controllers that you do like this. See, my controller is my armpits and eyeballs. I've outdone you. You know how kids are. They got to one up each other. Christmas is not about one of them. Wow. Wow. Keep the main thing the main thing. God came down. Yes, it did. Born of Jesus Christ. God with us, Emmanuel. Yes. He came to save us. Now here's, here's, here's the big thing. What will you do? Mm -hmm. What will you do with him? Will you receive him? Mm -hmm. Or will you reject him? Don't let this moment pass you by, sons. Don't let this moment pass you by if you don't have a right relationship with him. Don't let this moment pass you by if you don't know him at all. Get to know him today. We have those who are here after service willing to come talk and pray with you. And those through Zoom, give us a call. We will take that time to explain it even further. Choose ye this day for yourself. Don't take advantage of this physical life as if you've given it to yourself. No. He's the reason why you exist and why you are existing. Give your life to him. Amen. Amen. God bless you.